gaze at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast Time. Welcome to the show, everyone. 49ers are looking for a defensive coordinator for the second straight year. And this one is a little bit different than the ones previous because Kyle Shanahan had to make a move to step away and go ahead and relieve Steve Wilkes of his duties. Uh, Shanahan doesn't normally move on from coaches. They usually move on from the organization as they get promoted. This is a little bit of a different situation. Robert Sala, of course, left to be a head coach. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, he left to be a head coach. And Steve Wilkes had interviews to be a head coach, but it just didn't work out. And the 49ers have to make a big decision now. They have to find a defensive coordinator that can come in here and be able to not only pair with Kyle Shanahan and them get on the same page because it did feel like there was a little bit of a disconnect between Shanahan and Steve Wilkes about some of the calls, some of the philosophies, and overall, those types of things can happen when you bring in a coaching uh, personnel from outside your organization. So Kyle Shanahan knows that he's got to get this one right. I don't think Steve Wilkes is a bad coach. I think he's a really good coach. I think Steve Wilkes has some really good concepts and would make a great defensive coordinator and eventually a great head coach for one of these NFL football teams. But him and Kyle Shanahan's philosophy and the way that John Lynch has built this roster and that philosophy is a little bit different. And I think that is why you didn't see the fluidity that you would expect, the fluidity you got with Robert Sala. Now, Sala had some rough patches as well, but he was a new defensive coordinator. He was learning on the job, and Kyle Shanahan knew they had time to learn on the job because they were building a new team. But Robert Sala was invested in building the way that Kyle Shanahan wanted to build, using the defensive line first and then building back to the secondary. Steve Wilkes came in. He's a secondary mind. He wanted to do things from the back end and then move towards the front, and sometimes you didn't get the marrying of philosophies that they were looking for. So Steve Wilkes is out, and now the 49ers got to find that coach, and Kyle Shanahan's done very good at finding coaches to insert into key positions. He's lost the likes of Mike McDaniel, Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryans, very, very good minds as far as offense and defense, and he's been able to locate good coaches to take their spots. Now, of course, the 49ers aren't just looking for a DC. They're also looking for a pass game coordinator because Kubiak's the new offensive coordinator in New Orleans. They're looking for, you know, new assistant defensive line coach because you got another coach leaving and going uh, to the Washington Commanders. So Daryl Tapp is not going to be easy to replace either. But the 49ers' main goal is finding a DC that can step in and take over for Steve Wilkes and get this 49ers defense back in rhythm. It didn't feel like it was in as good a rhythm this year, even though they played well at times and they played really well in the Super Bowl. It just didn't always feel like it flowed and moved together from Steve Wilkes having to move from the press box to the sideline. So the 49ers got to get this right, and Kyle Shanahan's got to get his right. And there's a lot of coaching candidates that are available. We're going to go through the coaching candidates. We're going to talk about which ones are realistic and which ones aren't. Uh, but also what they would provide provide and add to this team. And we're going to go through some under-the-radar guys. Maybe you're not hearing them from other podcasts. They're not talking about these guys. If they are, that's great. 
Uh, but I found some names that maybe Kyle Shanahan might be interested in bringing in. So this is going to be a fun episode. I uh, hope you guys will like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Really appreciate all of you and your listening audio platform. 40 yards cut back on Believe. Please give it a five-star rating. You're going to bet. Bet with Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and sports hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. And for the 49ers defensive coordinator, I want to talk about an in-house first, one, one that always comes up. And that's defensive line coach Chris Kasarek. And we've heard in the past that Chris Kasarek's interest in being a defensive coordinator is just not there. That's not something he's interested in being. I think last year would have been a perfect opportunity if he was interested in being a defensive coordinator. And Kyle Shanahan just turning the reins over to Chris Kasarek. You had Daryl Tapp right there. You could just elevate him to defensive line coach. Uh, Chris Kasarek takes over as defensive coordinator. You feel confident with another in-house guy that can run your defense. It worked uh, all the way up, right? You went in-house with D'Amico Ryans. That worked really well. So that would have been probably the easiest way. But Kyle Shanahan went outside the organization. Going outside the organization is not a negative on the guys that are inside the organization. He just felt that there were better candidates available outside. Now, the reason I don't believe Chris Kacarek is an option this season is because Daryl Tapp left and went to Washington. If Daryl Tapp didn't leave to go to Washington, my expectation would be Chris Kacarek could still be a potential option. But they would have, if Kacarek was going to be that guy on Tapp, he would just go ahead and they would keep Daryl Tapp inside the building, not allow him to go to Washington because he could just take over this 49ers defensive line, which I'm sure he would love to work with. So I don't think Kacarek becomes an option. But if you're going to look outside the organization, there's a lot of names that people are talking about. And it doesn't get any bigger than Bill Belichick. And Belichick checks all the boxes, right? I mean, this guy knows how to win Super Bowls. He's been a defensive genius in this league for a long time. All the way back to coaching against those great Bill Walsh West Coast offenses and when he was with Bill Parcells and the New York football Giants. Those were classic battles between a really good offense and a really good defense. And sometimes those Giants teams got the best of the 49ers. 1986, 1990, uh, and a Belichick was a big reason why. The arguments for Belichick are, can always be good. Number one, he is one of the most versatile coaches that I've seen in this league. His defense can morph into whatever he needs it to be. Now, he does prefer to go with a 3-4 base. That's the way he drafts. Those are the type of players that he normally goes with. You think about the guys who have played in his system before, you need certain guys that can play on the edge. Now, Warriors have edge defenders, but is Nick Bosa really built to play outside linebacker in a 3-4 defense? No. Could you create a position very similar to what we've seen with the 49ers under George Seifert with a 3-4 and Belichick when he had Lawrence Taylor, that elephant-type position 
with mainly Nick Bosa rushing the passer. Yes, you could do that. You could switch that way. Here's the issue, though. You have a lot of money tied up into Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave, and they don't exactly fit a 3-4. Now, now, DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead played 5-tech in a 3-4 defense when they played at Oregon. That's what they were drafted into playing in the NFL when they played for the 49ers 3-4 base defense when they first came into the league. But Eric Armstead hasn't been playing 5-tech for a long time. He first moved outside and played defensive end, and then he eventually moved inside and has been playing 3-tech. That's a big far cry and big difference of what would be expected. Now, he can't go inside. He can't play the 0-tech. That's not something he's going to be able to do. When you're looking for a 3-4 defensive run stopper, we had one, not in 2023, but 2022 in Hassan Ridgeway. That's the type of guy you're looking for. Vince Wolferk. Uh, those are the big, huge guys you need to man. Those two-gap guys who can run stop. So I'm not sure the 49ers have the personnel for that. They could, of course, draft it. They could, they could go out in free agency and get a couple of guys. Probably guys you can get, especially in the interior defensive line, as run stoppers. That may, might not cost you a lot of money. But you also have to get over the hurdle of Belichick. Is Belichick going to be good with just being a defensive coordinator? He's been running his own show for a long time. It has been his way or the highway in New England. And I don't know if Belichick is ready to be a number two to Kyle Shanahan. Now, in a perfect world, Kyle says, hey, Bill, I want you to run a 4-3, but you go do your thing. This year, you go do your thing. You be versatile. You go get them. You just make sure I don't have to worry about the defense. You can't take care of the defense, and you dominate. That's a perfect world situation. The problem is Belichick comes in with his own philosophies, right? His own verbiage is going to change things around, and you're going to undergo this big change as far as your defensive scheme. Your personnel potentially uh, has to play different ways. Fred Warner doesn't play linebacker the same way. Nick Bosa has to go through an adjustment. Is that really what you want? Because the odds are Belichick's there for one year. If you were making these wholesale changes, but you knew your defensive coordinator was going to be here for several years, it's a little bit more understandable. But you've got an older coach who's looking to get back to being a head coach, and there might be a job waiting for him at the end of the season. I don't think you make those wholesale changes. So that's why I don't think Bill Belichick's a legitimate option. Now, I would love to be wrong. Belichick comes in. He helps the 49ers win a Super Bowl, and that's big time. I just don't think that's a possibility. Now, one of the guys who used to uh, play under him, Mike Vrabel, is another potential defensive coordinator that they're talking about a lot. And Vrabel was once on the 49ers' hot list to be their defensive coordinator uh, in the past. He turned him down, of course, and that was a smart move on his part. He ended up taking that one-year of being a defensive coordinator with the Houston Texans and turning it into a really successful time as a head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Now, the one thing that's interesting about Vrabel, because a lot of people are talking about how much uh, he, he experience he has and how he would fit into this role, is he actually only has one season as a standalone, pure defensive coordinator. Now, as head coach, he's helped, of course. He's, he's definitely been a, a leader in making sure that defense goes the right way, but... There's only one year where he was actually a head coach of the Texans, and they actually weren't that great. They finished 32nd in points, and they allowed more than 27 points per game. Now, Houston wasn't a great football team, but we always got to take that into account. But 
does Kyle Shanahan want to gamble with Mike Vrabel and this championship caliber football team? And I know Vrabel's got the name. He's got the intellect. He definitely has the ability. I just wonder if he's the right fit for what Kyle Shanahan wants. I'm not sure he fits what Kyle's looking for. Where Belichick's the genius, he can adjust and change with everything. Vrabel likes to do things a certain way. If Vrabel likes to do things a Vrabel way. And there might actually be a different option to get the Vrabel way without taking Mike Vrabel. Now, Vrabel, as far as being a leader of men, would be fantastic. He would help garner that defense, get them in the right position. They would know what their tasks would do. He's very structured in the way he goes with his environment. Kyle wouldn't have to worry about the defense. Vrabel would have a full control on it as far as being a leader of men. But do you need that? You've got really great position coaches on defense already. Chris Kasterik, Johnny Holland, uh, Daniel Bullock. I mean, you've got guys who are set. You probably don't need that. Plus, you have leadership at all three levels. This team is well-structured. They don't need a leader of men. They need somebody that's really good at X's and O's. I don't know if Vrabel's that guy. I think he's a good coach. I, I think he's, he is good at X's and O's. But I think the 49ers are looking for someone that's going to put them over the top. And I'm not sure if Vrabel's that guy, especially, once again, a one-year potential replacement. How much is he going to change his defense? How much is he going to change the verbiage in the scheme? I think those are all things to consider when talking about Mike Vrabel. Now, Rex Ryan is another one that's interesting. Rex Ryan's over 60 years old now, but age is just a number. Who cares? Uh, he's had some of the most dynamic effects on defense. He had really good defenses in Baltimore. He had really good defense with the New York Jets uh, when he was head coach there. The guy's hyper-aggressive. But Rex Ryan is a Ryan, and the Ryans like to run what the Ryans run. They like to blitz, and they like to blitz a lot, and they like to run their own thing. The thing about Rex Ryan's defense is how hyper-complicated uh, it is. There's a lot. There's a, a lot of minute detail to it. Now, detail is always good. You have detail, that's great. But if you overwhelm your defensive players with details, then you lose track of allowing them to free think and play on the field. And if you're thinking, you're not playing fast. And there has been some, some comments from former players about how the way that he went about defense definitely weighed them down and slowed them down as they were thinking about the rules that they're going to have to go with. That sounds different from what 49ers do, right? What's the first thing you hear when a new defensive lineman comes to work with Chris Kasarek? They strip off the restrictions and they say, go get him. That doesn't sound like a type of action that fits what you're going to get from Rex Ryan. It, it feels less structured. Now, Chris Kasarek teaches the techniques that you have to run and you have to get to certain spots, you have to turn certain angles, you have to attack certain ways. There's definitely rules involved in, in his defensive line play, but it's different as far as how much detail they give and what you're allowed to do and how you're allowed to play free and aggressive and get after the quarterback and create penetration. So I don't think Rex Ryan ultimately fits what Kyle Shanahan's looking for. Once again, Fantastic defensive coordinator. Great defensive mind. His dad was as well. His brother is as well. They have a definite understanding of defense and how to counteract what offenses like to do. But I don't think he's a fit for the 49ers. Now, the next guy could be a real fit for the San Francisco 49ers. And if you go off his recent success over the last several years, you're going to look at him and say, absolutely not. And that is Brandon Staley. Uh, former coach of the Chargers, but 
more so a defensive coordinator with the Los Angeles Rams. And he did such a good job in 2020 with that defense that it catapulted him to the front of the line to be the Chargers' new head coach and usher in the Justin Herbert era. But it didn't work out. I mean, that's the one thing you could look at and just say, you know what, it just didn't work. For whatever reason, Staley can never get that thing going. And we've seen plenty of coaches who have went out as head coaches uh, that were great coordinators, and it didn't work as head coaches. But it doesn't mean they're not good coordinators. Look at some of the better D coordinators in this league. They're failed head coaches. Look at Spagnola and what he's done in Kansas City. It didn't work out with him being head coach of the New York football giants, right? You look at these guys, and it doesn't always work. So you got Schwartz up there in Cleveland, great defensive coordinator, wasn't a great head coach for the Detroit Lions. So maybe Brandon Staley's one of those guys. Really good at defense. He understands he's X's and O's driven. Uh, that's a Kyle Shanahan philosophy of being X's and O's driven and being a free thinker. So you've got, Brand- you've got Brandon Staley potentially as an option for the 49ers. He did re-interview with the Rams. Rams, Sean McVay, right? Brandon Staley coached there. That is a Kyle Shanahan connection. Kyle Shanahan likes to go with guys he has a connection with. Some way or another, they've worked with somebody that he's worked with so he can get a good feel of what they're about. Now, Staley runs a very Vic Fangio style of defense. Once again, the Rams are more based in a 3-4 defense. We've seen them draft that way consistently. Outside linebackers, big interior defensive linemen, right? Aaron Donald, it, it, it works for them. but. Would he be able to adjust? Some coaches, it doesn't matter if it's 3-4, 4-3 base because they're going to run sub packages most of the time, which is nickel. So it's not a huge adjustment as far as going from a 3-4 to a 4-3 as far as your calls, as long as you understand your your overall objective with each single play, with each single scheme. So he would have to come in and learn the new verbiage, and I think that's what Kyle wants. Now, would that be something Staley's interested in? Well, one of the quick ways to get back into the head coaching ranks is to coach with Kyle Shanahan. If Staley came to the San Francisco 49ers and coached with them for two years, and he helped the 49ers get over the hump, put that defense back on the map, and won a Super Bowl, he would be a high-priority coach because he's still a young guy. But Staley led a defensive resurgence in his one season as defensive coordinator. One season as defensive coordinator, they finished first in both points and yards allowed in 2020. And he helped a lot of guys have career years, including Troy Hill and John Johnson. So those are guys that weren't exactly the most known, uh, the big time players or anything like that, but he helped them elevate their game. That's what the 49ers need with some of their guys in the secondary for them to elevate their game. Daly is one of those guys. Now, Kyle Shanahan said, he wasn't necessarily looking for a defensive coordinator with high energy like Saul and Ryan's. That's a good thing because Staley doesn't bring any of that. But Staley could be the right guy because of the way he looks at X's and O's. So he's an interesting candidate. I'm not sure the 49ers ultimately go there. We'll see. It depends on Staley's willingness. I mean, that was the thing that got Steve Wilkes in the door was his willingness to adjust to what uh, the 49ers have personnel-wise. That's the key. If they had the players to be built in for a 3-4, there would be more of a conversation. Probably Vic Fangio would have been the 49ers defensive coordinator last year, but they didn't want to go that way. They wanted to keep their guys comfortable in the setting in which 
uh, they have been used to playing. Now, here's a guy that's getting brought up a lot, 49ers land, and I've often thought this guy would be a great coach, is Richard Sherman. Now, 49ers Kyle Shannon is willing to take chances, right? Robert Sala had never been a defensive coordinator. D'Amico Ryans was a young guy. He'd never been defensive coordinator, and he went from quality control uh, to the linebacker coach to defensive coordinator real quick. Richard Sherman is that kind of intelligence. Richard Sherman is one of the smartest dudes in football sound uh, that I see out there talking football, and I think everyone's understood that. He wasn't the biggest. He wasn't the strongest. He wasn't the fastest, but he was so smart and so detail-oriented. He knew where he was supposed to be. So he could make up for those deficiencies with his mind, understanding what offenses did. Well, that's the name of the ball game when you're being a defensive coordinator, understanding the personnel you have and understanding which coordinator you're going with and how they use their weapons. Then you can counteract that and help your defense be in the right position to make plays. Thurman's interesting because I think he can handle the job. My question is, though, would Kyle Shanahan be willing to bring a former player off the street that's never coached? This isn't a guy like Sala that had coached in the league for a while or D'Amico that had worked his way up that were getting their first opportunity to be defensive coordinator. This would be a coach that's, go- that's a guy that's going to be- step in and be a coach for the first time and get thrusted right into play calling duties. Even D'Amico Ryans admitted he had to adjust the way his demeanor was, the way he handled the sideline, everything as a defensive coordinator, it was just different. It went from, oh, I would have called this play to I'm calling this play. And that's just a different dynamic. I think I would like Richard Sherman to coach with the 49ers. I don't know if defensive coordinator makes the most sense. Uh, Potential bring him in, have him oversee some part of the secondary, tie him as a co-defensive coordinator. I would love that go ahead and bring in a Brandon Staley or bring in somebody that we're going to talk about in a minute as a potential defensive coordinator, or even promote from within house and then tie Richard Sherman to him as a co-defensive coordinator. So that way, when two years come from now and that guy moves on, they always do. You have Richard Sherman in waiting to be that next defensive coordinator. He gets experience, gets in the room, he gets to learn. And then you could do that. If Sherman has any type of, want to be a head coach or want to be a coach in this league coaching with the 49ers and being on the defensive staff is the way to do it so i don't know if dc makes sense i could see him being an assistant defensive coordinator a co-defensive coordinator uh the realistic point of view is usually you hire someone as a staff member and then they work their way up even former players you can make up a position coach if they're real good uh, and then you kind of work up from there into coordinator so That would be interesting. Now, I know that locker room has a lot of respect for Richard Sherman. They understand what he he is. They understand how good he is as a football mind. I don't think there would be a transition for those players listening to Richard Sherman. And I think he understands this locker room dynamic really, really well. So if it's not in-house, this is the one guy out of the house that makes a lot of sense. Uh, So Sherman, a possibility. I don't know if it ultimately happens, but let's look on the in, in, in-house candidates. And right off the bat, you got to look at secondary coach Daniel Bullock's. Uh, Bullock has been with the 49ers for seven years now. This was his first year as defensive backs coach. He used to be sta- safeties coach. Uh, as staff has moved on, he's continued to elevate and to continue to get more opportunities. And this year he took over all defensive backs. And 
Uh, he's a really, really good football coach. Uh, he went from being assistant defensive backs coach in 2017-2018. Herman comes in 2018, so they've worked together. Safety's coach in 2019 to 2022. That means he's with Jimmy Ward, Jaquiski Tart, and those guys. And then defensive backs coach this year. So uh, 17 years of experience as a coach. He's got the ability. Another guy that's fast-tracked. We'll see what Kyle Shanahan thinks. I think this is the first guy in-house uh, that has a possibility to be 49ers defensive coordinator. I don't remember hearing anything about Kyle interviewing him last season, but it doesn't mean that now they haven't seen enough from him in his new role as secondary coach as he took over for Unlin uh, to potentially you know, elevate himself to defensive coordinator. I think Kyle will definitely have a conversation with him, and he'll kind of evaluate where he is. Another in-house potential candidate is Nick Sorensen. And if you've been on the channel for a while, you know that as soon as the San Francisco 49ers signed Sorensen uh, to be a special assistant a couple years ago, I said that this was a potential guy I thought they could target for defensive coordinator down the road. And why do I say that? Well, first off, he's been around the league for a long time. But he spent time in Seattle as a defensive backs coach, coaching with the nickel, uh, nickel corners there. That was his role this year. He coached nickel corners for the 49ers. But he has a understanding and grasp of this defense in a, in a variety of different concepts. Now, he's also been a special teams coach in both Jacksonville. This is a special teams coordinator with the Seattle Seahawks. So he's had experience being a coordinator. And a lot of times, that's the way you have to do it. You go from being special teams to defense or whatever if you're looking to move your way up and navigate through the NFL coaching scene. So he has ran a unit. He understands how to do that. And they have made market improvements when he's done that. So the 49ers know what they have here. It's a leadership guy, but has also been with the team for two seasons. The fact that Sorensen has been there for two years working as you know the pass game defensive coordinator, looking at the pass defense, figuring out ways for it to get better, he has an understanding of who the personnel is on that defense. And that's what helps when you're promoting from within. These guys have worked with the players day in and day out. They've worked with the defensive staff day in and day out. And what I love about Bullocks and Sorensen is they work with D'Amico. Now, Bullocks has worked with Sala and D'Amico, but the fact that they work with D'Amico Ryans means they have an understanding of a defensive philosophy that Kyle Shanahan preferred, an aggressive philosophy that put the onus on the defensive line and the front seven and then kind of allowed the back end to just make up for what didn't work in the front end. And I think Kyle prefers that focus on the defensive line and that defensive front compared to what we got this year with Steve Wilkes. So having that relationship under D'Amico and learning his philosophies and the things that work for D'Amico Ryan, I think give these guys an opportunity to maybe step into this defensive coordinator role. I think both of them could handle it. And I think they are actual candidates for Kyle Shanahan. If he wants to keep this thing in house, had the most success when he's went in house. Now, Sala, of course, had to come out of house, uh, but he had worked with them before. So this is one of those things I think the 49ers are really going to evaluate Sorensen. They're going to evaluate uh, Daniel Bullock's, and potentially they could be targets for the 49ers as defensive coordinator. Now let's go outside the building, and let's talk about some guys who probably are flying under the radar if you're listening to other uh, podcasts. I hope they're talking about them. I haven't had time to listen to a lot lately, but... When you're talking about potential candidates, it has to start with Chris Harris. And who is Chris Harris? Well, Chris Harris right now is a defensive pass game coordinator, uh, and he was with over cornerbacks with the Tennessee Titans. So 
This is what I was referring to earlier when I was talking about Vrabel, getting a Vrabel-like minded guy, but a different guy. Well, part of the reason I looked at Chris Harris was last year when they were in the hiring process, the 49ers interviewed a few guys for this role as defensive coordinator. And the two main guys that it was between was Steve Wilkes and Chris Harris. And the 49ers elected to go with Steve Wilkes. And we know that didn't work out, you know, the way that Kyle hoped. So you would think if there was that much interest in Chris Harris, there'd probably be that much interest in Chris Harris uh, now. Now, he's been around the league for a while. He's been coaching the league for over 10 years. 2013 to 2014, he was defensive quality control with the Bears. Uh, 2016 through 2019, he was with the Los Angeles Chargers as assistant defensive backs coach. In 2022, he was defensive back coach in Washington for Jack Del Rio and that coaching staff there. And then last year, he was with the Tennessee Titans as their pass game coordinator. So same role that Nick Sorensen has within the 49ers organization, Chris Harris has with the Tennessee Titans. So that's the potential target. One thing that was interesting is, is there's been a lot of conversation about the 49ers wanting to get a guy that is more familiar with the linebacker role because Sala, D'Amico Ryans. When you look at the coaching candidates for Kyle Shanahan last year, most of them were secondary thoughts. Uh, so guys who were in the secondary, you had Steve Wilkes, you had Chris Harris. So maybe that was a different philosophy for him, thinking if I can get if I can keep the defensive line with Chris Kacerik the same, the linebackers with Johnny Holland the same, but bring in a new secondary defensive coordinator that thinks of it a different way, maybe that will help. It ultimately didn't. So uh, we'll see. But Chris, Chris Harris is a possibility for the San Francisco 49ers. Also, Marquin Manuel. So uh, right now, Marquin Manuel is the safeties coach for Robert Sala, the New York Jets. So he's right now in a similar scheme to what Kyle Shanahan wants to run. He's coaching in that scheme. Part of the reason that I looked at this one and I thought this guy has a real possibility. We talked about the ties that Kyle Shanahan likes to find, right? Even with Brian Schneider, his special teams coordinator, they once coached together when he was an intern at UCLA. He likes to find guys he has experience with that he can trust, uh, that he has relationships with. Well, Marquin Manuel was the secondary coach in Atlanta 2015-2016, and the defensive coordinator in Atlanta in 2017-2018. So he was coaching on the defensive side of the ball when Kyle was in Atlanta. That right there is something too big to ignore as far as connection. Now you throw in the fact that he coached with Dan Quinn, and Quinn's defensive philosophy was the basis for Robert Sala and Kyle Shanahan when they got to San Francisco. Some of those same principles they still use today. Now, They've definitely changed it to make it their own. But those connections are too hard to ignore. That is a definite opportunity for the 49ers. So Marquin Manuel, uh, to me, is a guy uh, that is a potential outside of the, the room type guy you could go get. So 49ers are finding options. He's a young guy. He's experienced. He's coached with Solid this year. Uh, but coached with Dan Quinn as well. I mean, those are connections you can't ignore and so Kyle Shanahan could be looking at a Marquin Manuel to potentially come in and know that, hey, this guy understands some of our principles, what we want to do. When you have those conversations and you interview him, that's when you get a really good understanding of who he is. So uh, that's a guy that, that I'm looking at as a potential target for the 49ers. Now, also Chris Richard, uh, right now he's not coaching, but he's had a lot of experience in this league and around the league. Once again, Seattle Seahawks cornerback coach in 2011. Uh, then he's defensive backs coach in 2012 and 2014. 
Then he's Seattle's defensive coordinator uh, for 2015 through 2017. Then he went to Dallas and he became their defensive backs coach and pass game coordinator in 2018, 2019. Then he was went to the New Orleans Saints. Then he was a Saints co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach in 2022. He had three interviews for the defensive coordinator job this season, Carolina, Denver, and Miami. Uh, so this is a guy that's on people's minds, a lot of experience, but once again, I want to connect it to a basis of defense that the 49ers like to run. Now, this is a guy that's coming from a secondary mindset, uh, but that's okay because George Seifert was a guy who was coming from a secondary mindset and coaching from the back end to the front. That's okay as long as you can realize what the 49ers' focus is and put your focus on the front and then tie it into the back, you'll be just fine. So I think he's a he's a guy that has that experience. And a lot of guys come from that secondary mindset and become uh, defensive coordinators because the way they tie it together. I mean, for Seifert, Ray Rose, uh, Pete Carroll. And I know we didn't talk about Pete Carroll too much in this. Uh, I don't think it's realistic for Pete Carroll to come to San Francisco and coach defensive backs. A lot of people would love to see it. Pete Carroll was fantastic when he was 49ers defensive coordinator in 95 and 96. Ran a really good defense, and these are a lot of young cats that coached under him that we're talking about that come from his philosophy. But he's 72 years old. You want to get some camaraderie. You want to get some chemistry with your defensive coordinator. And I don't think that he's the right guy for that job. Uh, but I do think he's a great coach. But I think Chris Richard is that guy. He's 44 years old, still in the prime, just hasn't got the opportunity. He's been a good coach. I think that the 49ers will examine this. I think he's an opportunity for the 49ers to potentially uh, find someone outside the building. Uh, so Chris Richard, Marquan Manuel, and Chris Harris, I think are all options around the league that make a lot of sense for the 49ers. And then as far as in-house, you got to look at, at Bullock. you got to look at uh, Chris Harris. I don't think Johnny Hollins is an actual target for the 49ers as defensive coordinator. Um, but, you know, I think that the in-house guys, they, they could potentially be those guys for the 49ers. And then to me, uh, Brandon Staley makes the most sense outside of the building. I would love to see Sherman coaching with the 49ers. I just don't think uh, it would be as defensive coordinator. But, hey, you never know. You kick the tires. Uh, you talk to talk to him, see what his philosophies are, get a really good basis for what he likes to do and what he, what he thinks his 49ers defense could look like. Uh, you never know. I've seen crazier things happen. So uh, some pretty good possibilities for the San Francisco 49ers for defensive coordinator. Let me know about the names that I, I said. You know, Talk about them. If there's other names that you're interested in, leave them in the comment section down below. I'll try to address those uh, as well in, in future episodes because I think it's one of those times right now where the 49ers are in a little bit of a state of flux, dealing with the fallout of what happened and building into the offseason, looking to come back in 2024. Uh, thanks for watching. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. The game starts here. Like and subscribe to the channel. 49 yards cut back on, believe. Appreciate all of you. Hope you guys have a great day and a great weekend. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.